Hey, this is Aaron Holt. I'm the director of Lead the Generation. I'm joined today by my co-host, Gilbert Ackerman, youth pastor at Allison Park Church. We just want to say thanks for joining us today for the LTG Student Leadership Podcast. We believe that leadership is all about influence, so we want to help you discover new ways to reach your friends for Christ and lead your generation. If this podcast is helpful to you, it would mean the world to us if you'd write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share if you think this would benefit other students like you. Feel free to check out the show notes for more ways to connect with our ministry and our guests. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people don't have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Welcome, friends, to the Student Leadership Podcast. Gil and I are joined all this week by Joey Silva, Pastor Joey Silva from Chicago. And if you missed the episode earlier this week, you got to go back and listen to it. We kind of just gave Joey the mic and let him. He just went. He just he went just for sprinted it. with it. It was, it was so good. So, Joey, thanks for joining us again. We're excited that you're here. Yeah, no problem. And that's the last time I've sprinted in years. So <laughs> it's a good exercise. Well, Joey, we, uh, I have a list of questions going into this uh, recording session here that I wanted to ask. But like we talked last time about Chicago, I've just changed all of our questions to be Chicago related for the rest of the week here. Because awesome. students need to know about the beauty that is Chicago. So we need to we talked last time about pizza recommendation. We're not going to tell you what it was. Go back and listen to it if you want to know. But we have to know this question. If they show up and they go to a ball game, who should they cheer for? The White Sox or the Cubs? Cubs all day, every day. Now here, I'll be honest, I'll be a baseball fan. The Sox are going to be better for the next few years because they're just stacked. Um, just speaking strictly baseball. But six, speaking as a fan and the experience, there's nothing like going to the Cathedral of Wrigley Field. I mean, if you're just a baseball aficionado, that is just utterly amazing to get into a ballpark that's over 100 years old and realize the history that's been through there. And it's fun, depending on where you sit. If you sit in the bleachers, you might repent later. So, Joey, here's my, here's my question. Is that is that uh, is your fan choice in Chicago based on, like, the area of the city you live? Is that yeah. how it is? Or do everyone just kind of pick whatever they it want? It should be. Northsiders are for the Cubs. Southsiders are for the Sox. Chicago is split really into two cities. It's the north side and the south side. And they're very different in a lot of aspects. The only good thing to ever come out the south side was the bus going north. And so, <laughs> wow. you know, you get That's a lot a of those. I was uh, I'm, I don't know anything about baseball, but as a kid, I grew up as a big White Sox fan because I had this cup with Frank Thomas on it, and he was like a yeah, that was big the hitter for them. And dude, I I loved Frank Thomas. I didn't know anything about the sport, but I was like, he's so cool in my little second grade mind. So we're at, we're at odds here, but yeah, the Cubs are a lot more. Historic, I'm still stuck sure. on that one liner, the, the bus going north. I mean, I just you, I feel like Joey, you're like I'm so happy I got to use my joke on the podcast. So burn, yeah. I'm glad that I set you up. Which Any is great. chance so, I can burn them, I'm good. Yeah. 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 Um, so here we go. Let's talk leadership, right? You talked in the, in the earlier episode this week uh, on the leadership principle that leadership is not monolithic. And again, students, if you missed that, go back and listen to that episode. But back to you, Joey, what's another leadership thought you have? Yeah, I'm going to give you a classic one that was drilled into me early on. And that's leaders are readers. If you're not reading, you're not leading. And so this is a huge one. 
um, because I think a lot of us, we get by on just what we know. In, gra in grade school, I was great at this. I would never read the, the reading assignment. I would never read the book. What I would do is, and students, if you want a little cheaty tip, don't tell anybody I said this to you, but <laughs> I would read one little section right before the class started. And when we would be in discussion time, I would talk so much about that little section that the teacher would never call on me again for the rest of the class. <laughs> that was my method of avoiding reading stuff. Uh, but a lot of times we get away with that in church. We, we know a little bit about the Bible, just enough to sound like we know all of the Bible. And that can get you to a certain extent, but in leadership, you'll eventually be found out with that. And so if you want to really lead people, you got to learn to read first and foremost the word, but just reading in general. And uh, to where that really opened my eyes was in Deuteronomy. Uh, which is not a book that I read often. And you know a preacher can preach when he preaches out the Old Testament. Yeah, for real. But <laughs> I was reading Deuteronomy, and uh, there was this message that God was giving the people of Israel. And he's saying, listen, you don't need a king, uh, but at some point you're going to probably want one like everybody else. And he gives them these instructions saying, well, if you're going to have a king, this is what you need to look for. And for me, that's synonymous with if you want a leader, look for this. And it says in Deuteronomy 17, 18 through 20, when he sits on the throne as king, he must copy for himself this body of instruction on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priest. In other words, he's writing down the law there, the Old Testament. He must always keep that copy with him and read it daily as long as he lives. That way he will learn to fear the Lord his God by obeying all the terms of these instructions and decrees. This regular reading will prevent him from becoming proud and acting as if he's above his fellow citizens. It'll also prevent him from turning away from these commands in the smallest way, and it will ensure that he and his descendants will reign for many generations in Israel. That's so good. Yeah, wow. li librarians of the world are rejoicing right now as they're hearing you say, read and read and read. No, but it is it is really good because going back to your analogy that you used before, like uh, if you if you're using just the you know two minutes before class to read a couple paragraphs to then fake it, it's kind of like going up to a, to a house and it's really nice on the outside. You're like, oh, this looks great. Then as soon as you go inside, it's just a hot mess. Like at yeah. some point, that will catch up for you and it gets you it gets you the grades that you need, but it's not necessarily the way to build your life and to make it like stable and make it healthy like at some point you actually are going to need a foundation and you need the framework and you need walls like you need to actually have that all together to be able to build a house that will be your life and the legacy that you leave but joey let me ask you this are there any students that you know that are doing this well because i think like i think there are i, I can think of some myself but i want to know like are there, are there students that you know that are doing this really well right now yeah i'll be transparent with you i think as a whole our, our we're, we're not doing well in this particularly within my fellowship the assemblies of god which has one of the lowest biblical literacies out of the denominations. I think we, we emphasize a little bit too much sometimes on the emotional and the spiritual, and we forget this foundational piece. Now, there are a number of my students that are really good at it, and it's not a surprise to me that those are always the most consistent, the ones who have the least amount of breakdowns, the ones who feel like they're gonna last the longest. And uh, I, I thought about this one situation, not necessarily my student, my mentor. When my mentor was a kid, he had a certain level of dyslexia. And as a kid in those days, they didn't mark it as dyslexia. And literally where he was, he, he grew up in the South. At one point, I think it was the second grade, he was forced to wear a sign that said, I'm stupid. And that stuck with him for the majority of his life, that he was not capable of doing that. And when God called him into ministry, part of his issue was, I can't even read. And God, you want me to be in ministry. Well. 
he took the opposite approach and he grew a hunger for reading. And so he read book after book after book, and he is the one that drilled it into me. So every leadership meeting, he would show us the three books he's reading. He would show us why he's reading it. He would talk about something that he's getting out of it. Tell us what he's reading in his devotion time. He always tried to exemplify leadership because he didn't go to Bible college. He didn't go to school at all, like university and everything. He didn't do any kind of program. He just read the Bible. And so, you know, for me, I think of Goodwill Hunting, right? There's some people who will pay $100,000 for a Harvard education that they could have got at a bookstore for $9.95. And so I think a lot of times we think, well, in order to be used by God, you know, I got to do all these other things. And a lot of it is just, if you can just spend daily time in the word, if you can saturate yourself in the word, that'll overcome 90% of the stuff you're struggling with because you're reading the playbook. So it's like anything else on the football field, you can go on the field with raw talent and you can be the most physically gifted player on the field. But everybody knows, especially with quarterbacks, if it's not in the mind, if he doesn't know how to dissect plays, if he doesn't know how to read defenses, if he doesn't know what's coming, if there's no cerebral aspect to it, that physical ability will only last so long before he gets killed by somebody physically stronger. But the mental game, Tom Brady, he's old and he's not physically gifted, but he's smarter than everybody on the field. He just came after Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, good. As a Steelers fan, I'm all right with it. I was just going to say, I'm totally fine with that. Um, but let's get practical here in the last couple of minutes we have, Joey. Like, uh, for the students that are out there that are listening, they're like, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I want that. But I just really struggle with, like, reading on a consistent basis. Give them a couple practical tips for how they can get started yeah. if they're not doing it at all, or a couple practical tips for how they can get better if, if they are doing it yet struggling. Yep. First of all, uh, knock the myth off about you don't like to read because if I added up all the tweets, text messages, you know, mm. DMs that you got, you would be reading a book every week. Joey's coming at them right, right? now. <laughs> Second one though is choose seed over speed. If you can learn to choose seed over speed, meaning go the long haul. Don't feel like you got to figure it all out today. Problem with reading the Bible is we don't often see instant change or instant gratification. This is something that's gonna take time. So you read something, you're like, well, that doesn't apply to me. Well, maybe not now, but five years from now, you're gonna be glad that that's internalized in your heart. And so this is something that's difficult when we live in a generation of instant gratification. But if you could choose seed over speed, when you need that fruit, it's gonna be growing. And so for me, the most basic stuff, when we always talk about it, you can Google this. Soap method to me is one of the most easiest initial ways to start having a strong reading time with your Bible, which stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. It's just a method. I find that if you give somebody a system, it's easier to plug and play rather than just say, hey, go read your Bible. I think sometimes we fail in just telling kids, hey, read your Bible. Well, I don't even know what that thing looks like. Am I supposed to read it front to back? Do I just let it you know, land on the spine and wherever it lands, that was what I shall read today? And so if you can do soap method, and I usually say start with the book of John. John wrote with the most loving, caring personality towards the Lord, know who Jesus is, and then go from there to Acts, uh, from Acts into the epistles. You can slowly start to go to the New Testament. And then, like I said, if you're real good, you can start reading that Old Testament. I don't recommend people start with the Old Testament. You start with Genesis because you want to read it from the beginning to the end. And once you start getting into Numbers, Leviticus, you're like, yeah, no, I'm oh, done. You're done. 
Yeah, and I think I think another to tag on to that, Joey, another another thought with that is like if if you've tried to do this before and you're like, oh, I just already kind of know this stuff. I'm not even kidding when I say this. Do a Google search of just like type coolest books of the Bible and find find one of those that you want to read. Yeah. It's okay to start from a point if you really don't like to read. We'll just look and see like, oh, I would want to know this story. It seems interesting. You can also start from a place of interest as well as like uh, the obviously John and Acts is a really good spot, but like just interest or coolness is I think another Dude, good Dude, when another I first started well. reading the Bible, I just looked up topics and I'm like, is that in the Bible? Is masturbation in the Bible? Is dying in the Bible? What about soldiers? Are they killers? And I just kept asking questions and I would literally be up till four in the morning looking for answers, amazingly knowing that I kept finding them. And this is when I had to use a strong concordance. Right. I, I, I couldn't just Google it. So, guys, we have access to the word and ways of explaining the word more than any other generation in the history of humanity has ever had. There are there's so much online for you to get, read and then have it explained to you that really it's not a matter of, um, you know, is it out there? It's are you willing to take the time to learn it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're, you're calling us out on it. We got no excuse, especially in America and, and this generation. You got it everywhere. So um, it's just a matter of, of, of making some of these choices. I, I just want to echo what you said. I love it so good. Always choose seed over speed. You're, you're investing in your life. Um, if you're reading God's word, you're investing in your soul and your heart. If you're reading leadership books, you're investing in your future as a leader. So good word, good encouragement. Joey, excited to have you back one more time this week, one more episode with you. Um, thanks again for joining us today. Students, thank you as well. Thanks for being a part of this podcast, fam. We hope that you love the content. We hope it's helpful to you. If it is, we ask you to rate it, review it, tag us, share it. Uh, at LTG Conference, you can find me at Aaron Holt. And you can find me at Gilbo Swaggins. And remember, students, you're called to lead your generation. We encourage you to lead with passion for Christ and love for others. 